Easter season together, a conversation about life together. And we've had conversations about the value and necessity of showing up and growing. And today we get to talk about this final mark of membership, again, which is also just a way of living, a way of following Jesus. Today we talk about giving. So if you would, just in your bulletin, you should have one of these. It's a pledge card. Folks online, don't worry about it yet. Um, it's, there's a link for later. But this is a pledge card. And I just want to, like, spoiler, our conversation today is actually going to end up here. But it's not just about this pledge card at all. And we got some pretty sweet ground to cover because I want us to talk about us, our story, so far at Salt House, about this moment right now, kind of a state of our church kind of conversation, and also talk about what's ahead of us. And I want to talk about who God is and why giving matters almost more than anything else in shaping who we are and who we become. I know, this is like really big stuff, all right? All right, so if you're new, man, huge welcome. And also, uh, we have different kinds of experiences in worship here at Salt House. And this sermon is going to be a little longer. It's going to be fabulously dense with lots about what God is doing here and, yes, about money. And so do come back another time also for a less packed, <laughs> different kind of experience also. Uh, but for today... Everybody, let's limber up, stretch out, get that coffee, like focus in, because we have a bit of a like drinking from the fire hose experience that we're about to go through together, okay? So it's going to be awesome. You ready? Okay, okay. So to set just the foundation of just grounding us in this conversation around giving, I have a video for us and then a question. So first the video. This is a five-minute video. It's from the folks at the Bible Project just to help us to remember the story of God, which is our story, Okay. So here it is. Imagine your friend invites you to a party. You arrive and there's lots of people, decorations, food and drink. There's enough for everyone. When you're hosted by someone that generous, you don't have to worry about your needs. You can just enjoy yourself and focus on the people around you. Yeah, that's what a good host wants for her guests. And this is the picture of the world that we find in the Bible. Creation is an expression of God's generous love. He's the host, and humans are his guests in a world of opportunity and abundance. And we're called to keep the party going, to spread his goodness. This is a beautiful picture, but it's not the way people experience the world. Rather, we find a world of scarcity and struggle, not abundance. And Jesus grew up in that kind of world. Under military occupation, people losing their land or families to debt and poverty. And yet, he would say things like this. Look at the birds. They don't store up food for themselves, yet they have enough. Or consider the wildflowers. They're beautiful and abundant, and they don't stress about their existence. And you all should live that way, too. But surely Jesus knew that things don't always work out. I mean, sometimes there really isn't enough. And Jesus did experience poverty firsthand, but he viewed the world through the story of the Hebrew scriptures, which claimed that our scarcity problem isn't caused by a lack of resources. Rather, the problem is our mindset that God can't be trusted. Maybe God's holding out on me. Maybe there isn't enough, and maybe I need to take matters into my own hands. And once we're deceived into that mindset of scarcity, we can justify the impulse to take care of me and mine before anyone else. And that leads to envy and anger, violence, and a world where it seems like there's not enough. The party's over. It's turned into a battleground. 
But God wants humans to experience his generosity. And so he chooses one people, the family of Abraham. And he promises to give them the abundance that he wants for everybody else. God will provide what they need. All they have to do is trust his generosity. And through them, the whole world will see how generous the host really is. But that's not what happens. Abraham's descendants, the Israelites, enter a land of abundance and they promptly forget the host who gave it to them. They act like it's all theirs and like there's not enough. And it leads to war and Israel's self-destruction. If I were the host of this party, I think I'd just give up. But God doesn't give up. What he does is surprising. He gives another gift. Another gift? Yeah, but this gift is different. What God gives is himself. All right, and Jesus, the host himself, comes to join in on the spoil party. And notice, Jesus lives with the conviction that there is enough and that our generous host can be trusted. His mindset of abundance allowed him to live sacrificially and generously even towards his enemies. And Jesus called his followers to trust in God's abundance like him. And that's why he said things like, sell your possessions and give to the poor, or don't worry about your life. He's inviting us to live by a different story, one that is built on trust in God's goodness and love. But living generously doesn't mean life is gonna go well. I mean, look at Jesus. He was betrayed by his friends and he suffered. And this was no surprise to Jesus. He knew that people would take advantage of his generosity. In fact, that was his plan. Really? Yeah, think about it. Jesus knows that we're all hopelessly deceived by this lie that there's not enough. Yeah, that lie needs to be defeated. And so that's what Jesus was doing when he gave us the gift of his life. Jesus' death was the ultimate expression of God's generous love. Yeah, God's love can turn death into life. And scarcity back into abundance. Or as the Apostle Paul put it, you know the gift of our Lord Jesus the Messiah, that even though he was rich, for your sake he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. And Jesus called his followers to live like the real party has begun. Yes, he called it the kingdom of God. And our invitation to this party is yet another gift, the personal presence of God's own spirit that can teach us how to trust the generosity of the host, just like Jesus did. Yeah, and when you believe there's enough, you start seeing opportunities for generosity everywhere with our time and money, our attention. Yes, one of the most important ways that we can experience the abundance of God's new creation is sharing with others because of our trust that God is the generous host. Man, so much good stuff, yes? What an incredible story of God that we are a part of. It is our story, and it isn't just a thread that we can trace through the Bible. It really is, it is God. It's the whole story. All creation is an expression of God's generous love. So to hear what the video said for me, like it all lands in me as deeply true, like in my life and in our world. Both like my propensity to choose scarcity, to see through that lens of not enough. And also that there's this other way, a lens through which we see how all of this is a party that God is our generous host and has provided all that we need, like enough for everyone and that God can be trusted. Both are true. Do you feel both of those things true in you? Yeah. I feel that. So now, that was the video, now the question that I have for you. I invite you to be aware of your lenses. 
would you take just a moment and reflect and try to articulate one message you received from the family you grew up in or are growing up in about money? Like we all have a money story. What we learned and experienced that shapes how we see, save, spend, fear, enjoy money. Uh, what it's for, how much we should want it, implicit and explicit messages. So I just want to take a moment, and can you think of just one specific moment or an example or a message that you received about money? Then as you think about it, I want you to find someone that you did not arrive here with and just take a quick minute each, introduce yourself, share that thing that's coming up for you around money, and then we'll, we'll come on back, all right? Folks online, let's see those comments too. All right, ready, go. conversations. Oh, I love what I'm hearing in here. It's so good. All right, friends. Maybe just pause, remember where you were, and then pick up the conversation. I know, there's probably a lot to say, right? Like, we heard a lot of things, internalized a lot of things as we, from our... Yeah, I just, I just opened a lot of therapy. Yeah, like, oh my gosh, I've been needing to talk about this. Yeah, totally. Oh, thank you. I just really wanted our own stories to be with us and to be able to be honest about them and how we also, we live in this world, as the video said, like we are just saturated with this lens of scarcity and fear and not enoughness and grabbing hold of all that we can. To be honest about that and have our stories with us um, as we go through this so we can be encountered by the Spirit of God today who invites us into God's generosity and yes, how we live that out as well when we give too. Okay, so now we've kind of set the foundation for our conversation about giving. Now let's start then again with talking about us. All right, can we talk about us? Let's brag a little bit about who we are. Yeah, let's do that. Um, because I have never experienced the generous life of God more profoundly than in the shared life of this church in the eight short years that we've been around. How our story, Salt House's story, 
how we began, we began with this building as Trinity Lutheran Church, who closed their doors in 2013 and donated this building and $100,000 to Holy Spirit Lutheran Church across town saying, make something of this place. That's the old sanctuary. Can you see that? To be clear then, death happened here. The death of a beloved church community. And just as the pattern of Jesus shows us, life can come out of death, out of scarcity. And we, we were born out of Trinity's generosity, their willingness to die and let God birth something new. So our origin story is a story of generosity. God's generosity from the very beginning, it's our story. And we've let Trinity's generosity form and inform us. In our first year, in 2015, our whole community, there's about 30 of us at that time, we voted unanimously to let our unfinished basement become a day center for families experiencing homelessness, run by Catholic Community Services, uh, the um, New Bethlehem Day Center. And so for three years, they, we gave them a lease for three years, and they, as they searched for a permanent 24-hour solution for a shelter location. Then we actually became that permanent 24-hour location as we sold a half acre of our land for two shelters in one building, one for families, New Bethlehem Place, and then one for women, Helen's Place, for folks experiencing homelessness. So Kirkland Place Shelter opened in August of 2020. We said yes to that only after we carefully listened for God about who we were becoming And we discerned, man, this is who we are. We want to live generously and we engage with homelessness. So we put our heart into action in that way with our yes. My friends, there's like an actual shelter next door because of us. Like y'all, look at what we've done together, right? All of creation, including all that we have, is an expression of God's generous love. And we get to live in it and we are living in it. And with each passing year, we've seen this generosity of God expanding into our expanding ministries. And we're just going to take a few minutes just with, to celebrate some of the good things that have come to fruition in this last year, okay? You up for that? Little Look at, okay, all right. So, for instance, we continue to engage in homelessness every day of every week because this is where we are. We get to love our neighbors, our actual neighbors at Kirkland Place. The staff at Kirkland Place keeps saying things to us like, we don't know what we would do without Salt House and your support. We have the four actions four times a year that we do together as a community. We have a drive for items. We party together with them. We bring them a feast, and we find a way to serve. And with that approach, we've been able to engage nearly every resident in the shelter. And when it's been at capacity, we, we put families into short-term motel stays and even helped a family move into their new home after nearly a year at the shelter. That's just this year. We see ourselves also as caregivers for the caregivers at the shelter, supporting and building relationship with the shelter staff. And we share our land. We created our forest path on the north end of our property, funded uh, two covered gazebos and picnic tables and the playground for us to share. So all of this we get to share together. Y'all, look what we have done together. And then there's our children, youth, and family ministry. Man, let's celebrate our new ministry this year. Yes. Uh-huh. Our youth at Salt House, this is for our high schoolers. Um, (laughs) And man, after Yash one Sunday evening, a student said, uh, this is the first time I've ever been to a church, and it's so much different than I imagined. The way we talk about God, it feels really real. And this has been our second year of Spark, our middle school youth group, both Yash and Spark, creating a place to belong and believe and become together in the way of Jesus. Our kids are growing together in this way. 
including our younger kids. One of our kids said about Salt House, I just love that everybody knows each other, which is just awesome. So friends, again, all of our kids are growing in this way of Jesus. Y'all, look at what we have done together, right? And our small group ministry, y'all, small groups are where we grow together. Just in the last year, we learned about race, the Enneagram, parenting. We connected in conversations over communion, the Bible, and the 12 steps, gathering as men folk and women folk and queer folk. If you asked Dean, uh, who shared uh, his Salt House story during our 12-step series, if you ask him, Dean, what attributed to your amazing spiritual awakening and transformation over this last year? He'll tell you, it all started when I went to a small group at Salt House. Small groups are where we grow. Y'all, look what we have done together. And speaking of groups, our Queer at Salt House group, you know, Salt House has always been an affirming church that practices radical welcome, celebrating all LGBTQIA plus folks as beloved of God. And our Queer at Salt House group launched in January of 2022, and on a monthly basis, we continue to hear those stories of folks who had a deep love of Jesus and the church who were either turned away from leadership positions, asked to hide their affection for their partner, declined marriage services or sacraments, shunned and ignored by their biological family, and even met with conversion therapy by church elders. Salt House has been a space for healing for so, so many in in these 18 months that this group has been around. Uh, The queer at Salt House group has grown to 30 folks. Y'all, look at what we have done together. And y'all, what about our Sunday morning worship experience? Like our rhythm of worship and being together in person and from home across the globe. Man, this is who we are. We are so blessed by incredible music, yeah? And technology and videos and the way we engage with prayer and reflection, always an experience with God together. Our playful, innovative, and deeply intentional way of doing what we do reminds us of who we are as God's beloved, salt and light for a hurting world. And I know I need that reminder every week, so I'm so grateful. But you guys, y'all, look at what we have done together. And so much more. We painted our exterior of the building this year. We installed indoor and outdoor security system. We had our first Thanksgiving Eve dance party. Who was there? Yeah, we had yoga and brunches and barbecues and sailing trips and youth lock-ins and so many volunteers leading and cleaning and caring for us all and so, so many more ways in which we have done life together. And in all of this, really, look and see, celebrate and remember what God has done here and is doing. Yes? Yes. So I thank God for you all, Salt House, and this remarkable, generous life together that we share. So... That's the like, and now it's like, hey, let's stop and look around at this moment now, right? Here, May 14th, 2023, happy Mother's Day. With this story of God's generosity flowing through our story up to now, and we're, just all of it, and we're stopping now to look around at how we're engaging in this generosity of God together. For we have found ourselves in this moment at what we call a kairos moment for us. Kairos is a word that we use here at Salt House. It simply is the Greek word for time. And a kairos moment is when a time, like an event or an experience that we have, it gets our attention, it has significance, there's weight to it, gives us, causes us pause, whether something fabulous or something really hard. And it's in these times when it's, we call these kairos moments, there's an invitation to like step back and reflect, talk about it, and learn and be changed by God through this significant thing that has happened. 
And our Kairos right now is that, as you've heard in the last few weeks, we're at a $50,000 deficit for our current fiscal year, as in 50,000 expenses over income, which is about 19% short. With our fiscal year running July through June, so we're about six weeks out from the end of our fiscal year. So our staff and church council, we have heard this invitation, this kairos from God, to step back, reflect, and talk about it, and see what God is saying um, in this moment, especially as we budget for the next year. So it's important to note that because of the sale of our land, of Kirkland Place Shelter, uh, we, we have money in savings, right? So our approach to ministry and our budget, specifically in how we've staffed our staff, we have staffed for growth, which means we have more kind of pastoral and ministry staff than needed for the current size of our church each of these last three years. So we've staffed for growth, looking for our engagement and our giving to grow to sustain our staff size. And we have seen that growth happen year over year these last three years. More engagement, folks showing up, serving, belonging here, joining us from home and in person for worship, for groups, all of it. Like all those stories that we just shared, right? And we've seen our giving grow as well, averaging 15% growth in giving the last few years. So the question then that we are um, asking about our budget is, like, are, are we bumping up against something? Are we hitting that point that we knew could come where we can't grow our giving to match our staffing? It's this question of, this question of, on the screen, can we sustain this size of staff and ministry that we are now? And side note, to be clear, when it comes to our budget, like, Staff is our greatest expense and our most valuable asset and investment, right? People cost a lot. And it's people that make all of these gorgeous things that God is doing possible. Staff and the necessary volunteers, right? It's all the people. So to fund ministry is primarily a conversation about funding the amazing people who lead us in this ministry and mission. So I just want to be clear about that piece of it. But can we sustain the size of staff and ministry that we are now? That's like a huge, and you can feel some emotion in that question because there's a lot behind it, right? But here's the thing. I think we can. We can grow our giving to sustain all of what God is doing here at Salt House, and that's because we have seen engagement grow in this past year. There's more of y'all, like more folks showing up and belonging here. And again, in the past few years, you know, given it's, giving has grown by about 15%. And the number of people of uh, giving has grown in the last few years. But this year, we've only seen 8% growth in giving. And our number of givers has stayed pretty flat, not grown, which, which doesn't match that, match that growth in numbers of folks. But with those numbers we're seeing of y'all showing up, whether, whether you're here every Sunday or like every other month, whether you're online or in person, it's, with all of y'all showing up, it's absolutely possible for, for Salt House to sustain what God is doing in and through us right now May 2023 and into the next year when we all give. And in just a moment, I'm going to invite you to be a part of that. But first, let me tell you why all of this matters. Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, his most famous teaching in Matthew 6:21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. We circle back to this text often here at Sauce because it's just so revolutionary. Get your head around that. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Jesus is saying that what we give our money and resources and time, our treasure, what we give that to, that is where our hearts go. What we spend our money on, this shapes our hearts. This forms us. 
the way we say it at Salt House, this means that we should intentionally give where you want your heart to go, right? So give, give to where you want your heart to go. Who do you want to become? What do you value? Then give to those places and things that form you in that way to become that person. And as that video said, you know, we are made in this generous image of our generous God to enjoy and share in the party. We're made to give, and also this matters because we give because giving shapes who we are on that heart level. Where you spend your money is shaping your values and who you become. Gosh, just isn't that crazy? And also, doesn't it make sense just to give where you want your heart to go? This is why Jesus talked about money more than anything else. More than anything else, he talked about money. Which is why we, as Jesus followers, we talk about money because it's absolutely a spiritual issue. It's an issue of the heart. So my friends, man, we have seen what we can do, y'all. Salt House, what God is doing here in and through us, it's awesome. And now we need to see if we can sustain it. So to do that, we're asking y'all to join the conversation about giving in a few ways. So first, by letting us, letting us know what you plan to give. We're going to start the annual habit of just each year, each of us prayerfully considering what we want to give over the course of the year and just sharing that intention with the church. It's called pledging. It's your intention and your, for your giving for the next year. Most churches do this, and we've done it a few times with a like, softer ask in the past, uh, but now we're really aiming for at least 70% of our folks to make that intention known. Um, even like folks are here all the time again, folks here sometimes. Our church council just wants to know what to anticipate from y'all for the year so we can make those decisions about how to budget, right? Um, we're late to have that information for, for forming and setting the budget for fiscal year 24, which begins July 1st. But that information, getting that now, will still guide our expectations for the year and our early planning for the next fiscal year in July 2024. I know, this is like a lot. Like, thank you, you are still here. I can feel it. So thanks for sticking with me. And again, um, what we'll be watching closely is whether there needs to be adjustments to our staffing uh, we are fine for now because of savings, but our savings will be gone in like a few years at the current rate of deficit that we have. So honestly, what we have with our current formation of staff, that could go away. This is true of any nonprofit at any time, right? We're just talking about it because money is a spiritual issue, and so we, we talk about it. We're asking you to make a pledge, joining the conversation through your pledge, to have a clear picture of what we can sustain and continue to do together in a faithful, yet also fiscally responsible way. So here they are. Here is what we're asking you to do, what this process looks like, okay? So just four things. First, number one, prayerfully consider how you want your heart to grow. So generosity is what we're made for, and it shapes who we are. Where do you want your heart to go? In what we're creating together, all of what God is doing here, is this the world you want to live in? Is, are these the values that you have? I know this is the world that I want to live in, which is good. <laughs> It'd be awkward to be your pastor otherwise. But what we're making together, the kind of world that just keeps becoming more and more like the kingdom of God. And the way this continues is by all of us bringing what we have to the party that God has started. And what we are able to do together Man, it will always exceed what's possible on our own, always. The sum is greater than the parts. So consider if Salt House is where you want your heart to go. Then, if so, give by, number two, 
make that pledge. Make a pledge, a commitment for your giving beginning July 2023 through June 2024. So please go online to fill in that information. The pledge card in your hand is has a QR code and it's that reminder for you to take home with you to do that work. Stick it in your pocket or in your purse to bring with you. Folks who, um, I've been approached by folks who are just asking me, you know, how much should we give? Again, this is a prayerful conversation between you, your household folks, and God. Many of us know that there's a biblical precedence for giving 10% of your income away, which I know it sounds astounding to our modern ears. But remember, our story, the story of God, we have a different lens, a different way of being, different values. We want to be shaped by the practice of generosity, of living in the abundance of God in a way that we make sure there is enough for everyone. So giving is a part of that, giving into what God is doing. Giving 10% is called a tithe or giving God the first fruits of our harvest, recognizing that what we have, it's God's anyway. So we give back into what God is doing in the world. Many of us here at Salt House give away 10% of what we receive. Others of us are starting smaller with 1%, 2 or 3% of our income and then building up to a larger tithe each year. And, you know, this is a time in our culture, in our country right now financially. So let's be honest about how you may be maxed out or retired, unemployed, unhoused, or on a very fixed income. And that's okay. This is your spiritual work. This is your heart, right? It looks different for each of us, what it is that we give. And it can change in different seasons, too. Some of us will give the same thing next year uh, that we did this year, and that's great. It's great to consider if you can afford a cost of living increase, essentially, because that's happening for us in our expenses here at Salt House. Whatever the amount, uh, just go online and name that intention, that pledge you have for giving next year. And thank you, thank you for letting your heart grow into all the good things that God is doing here in us together. So that's number two. Number three, fulfill that pledge in the year to come. So, you know, you've made that intention. Now make those payments as we move through the year. Notice that I also put a little like or change. So fulfill or change that pledge. I just want to name that as you make a pledge now, do know that you can change it if your final uh, financial situation changes over the course of the year. So don't worry about the what ifs, but make your pledge based on what you know now and change it online later in the year if you need to. So keep that conversation with Sawhouse going. Okay, finally, number four, you can also... Please grow your giving now before June 30th to reduce the deficit for this year. We still have six weeks to finish this current fiscal year strong. So even as you think of your pledge for next year, right now, your generosity can have a huge impact on our decisions and our viability for the future. And it'll also have an impact on your heart too. So give. This this is one of our three marks of membership here at Salt House. Expected, really, of those who choose to jump in with both feet, who are members, right? Giving of money, which we focused on today. Giving also means giving of our time, giving to serve others. It's a mark of membership. But this invitation today to fuel the movement of God here, this is for anyone who benefits from what's happening at Salt House or wants others to benefit from it. If you believe in this world that we're creating, regardless of how often you're here in person or online, regardless of membership, you are a part of what God is doing. And we love for your heart to be here through your giving. And we would love your feedback on shaping our budget for next year. This is the other way to join the conversation. I understand it's Mother's Day. Watching the recording later as we send that out and like sending us your feedback and questions, you can also do it that way. Do it as soon as possible, like do it in the next few days. 
Uh, but this, this time together in our, um, in our meeting will be time to ask questions, give feedback, and really shape that final budget that we'll vote on on June 11th. And, you know, this is, this is our money together. It's not my money. It's not the church's money. It's not the church council money. Like, this is our money and our mission ministry together. And so uh, we want you to join that conversation because it's such a unique time that we're in. And it's been a tough conversation. Um, how much projected loss of our savings are we willing to take on as we grow? Balancing that with a fair wage for our employees and the recommended cost of living increases for the year. What are our values and how do we shape our hearts as a church by how we choose to spend our money next year, right? So please invest in knowing and contributing to where we're headed. And also, Pastor Ryan made some pancakes for you to snack on during the meeting. So carb up, everybody. So, um, so do you know there's some snacks when you stay. Now, finally, y'all, you've been amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I feel you with me, and I appreciate it. Just to close this out, let's look towards the future. Uh, the staff has been dreaming and visioning about next year. We have some just sweet things cooking, and I want to leave you with these tantalizing tidbits planned for next year, okay? So first, of course, part of why I just wanted to like put some pictures and retell our story of where we've been this year. Man, this is all going to keep going. You know, it's like, we get to do this still. And like, this is where we're at. So just celebrating that. Then also just a few teasers of where we're headed in, in some of those specific areas. So with our kids, they're all up there. Okay, cool. Um, I wanted them to go one at a time. Don't read ahead. Number one, <laughs> with our kids, we want to, um, gosh, just look at age zero through 18 and just further develop what we call kind of that arc of spiritual formation. Like, we want our kids to show up and grow. Like, what does that look like? What content and experience and full formation, what does that look like as they follow Jesus? So that's a focus for next year. Number two, we want to expand our queer at Salt House Group uh, to become a regional ministry, like larger, like for, for all LGBTQIA folks on the east side of Seattle and beyond. So not just like queer salt house, but like how do we make this something that's really accessible for queer folk? And so uh, part of that, we're changing the name to be, to kind of name that, right? It's not just at salt house, but um, so our, our queer group chose the name. Do you want to know what it is? Queer AF. <laughs> queer and faithful. And we know what that means um, also. But it's queer and faithful and, um, and are really enjoying that name. That's all I'll say about that. So, and then... Um, so yeah, so yeah, so super excited um, as that group grows. And number three, we are so, dis so excited just for the groups, small groups and the events that we have planned for growth. We have relationship events planned. Anyone have any relationships? Anyone? Okay, then this is going to be for you. Uh, and out of our amazing journey this spring on the spirituality of the 12 steps of recovery, we have a broad recovery group that we're cooking up where folks can come to work through any habits, hurts, or hangups using the spiritual tool of the 12 steps in a small group. So, and, and there's more too, but those are some that we're really excited about. And then fourth and finally, I, I want to name our recommitment to justice through our 10% giving as a church. From our donations received, Salt House, we, we tithe. We practice generosity with our money as a community. And we made the commitment, and we continue to do, um, that we give away 10%, including um, we designate 1% of that to go to our Queer Initiatives Fund and 1% to go to our reparations fund. 
serving LGBTQIA folk and black African descent folks, respectively. And one recipient of our um, distribution back in December, we distributed um, $4,000 worth of reparations checks back in December, and one said, you don't know what this means to me. It's not just money, it feels like healing. Y'all, the church has so much repair due to queer and black beloveds, and we continue to put our money there because that's, that's who we are, who we wanna become, our values as a community. So that's an intention that we have. So those are just four teasers about where we're leaning next year. Stick around to hear more in our budget forum after worship, eat some pancakes, but then also keep an eye on your email and your socials this week's this week and the weeks to come um, as the conversation continues, okay? Take that card home as a reminder of letting your heart be pulled into this continuing life of generosity that we have together. That green paper with that detailed info, bring that home too. And we'd love to see those pledges as soon as possible, ideally by the end of May. So that's coming up, so the next two weeks or so. All right, we did it. Take breath with me. Can you just check in with yourself? What has come up for you in this conversation? Um, what feelings, what inspiration, what frustrations, any memories, maybe totally checked out? Be curious about that too. And can you answer this question? How might you live more fully in the flow of God's generosity? How might you live more fully in the flow of God's generosity? Like today and tomorrow as you look at the week ahead, how is God inviting you to look through that lens of the abundant life of God that is all around you? Man, I know that lens of scarcity. I know it well. It is fierce and relentless in me at times. That desperate feeling of not having enough. And also, I know that I have never regretted any time I have chosen to be generous. With my money, my time, never regretted it. I've regretted some purchases, but <laughs> not my generosity, right? And, and, and that has absolutely shaped my heart too. So how is God inviting you into the flow of God's generosity? And remember, there is that other lens. It's in the life together of those Jesus followers that, sh that they shared in Acts chapter two this gorgeous way of being where they trusted God that there was enough, and it's how we try to live our life together here at Salt House too, that all of creation, including all that we have, is an expression of God's generous love. And we're living in that big old party, and I'm amazed at the generosity of this community. Thank you for every penny, every minute, every ounce of heart that you have brought to this place. Just look at what we have done together. We've seen what we can do together, what God is doing in us and through us, and it is remarkable. I'm so excited for us to see together how we can collaboratively sustain this life into the next year and beyond as we continue to become salt and light for our world. Amen? Amen. Amen.